We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 173 today. Uh, we're going to be discussing Indra's Web. It is live, finally. Ladies I, and gentlemen. I know I've been saying it for a long time, but now it is officially live. So you can go to indrasweb.org and sign up to get an account. Um, but we have our good buddy Lee here today. Um, and uh, I thought we'd talk about Indra's. And then he's got a new book coming out towards the end of the year. So I figured we would discuss that for a little bit, and uh, yeah, Maurice is back. And anybody that's interested, if you are a Patreon member, I did do an episode with uh, Jack from the uh, Trip Whip channel uh, on Patreon, our Patreon channel, while Maurice was out of town. So you can get access to that for just $2 a month if you go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Again, now we do have each tier set up with a correlating Discord role. Um, and we're going to start doing more fan chats and, uh, fan interactions. And if you just want to chat with us or know what episodes are coming up or who the guests are going to be, you can go on there as well. So check out our discord channel and, uh, yeah, again, go to indrasweb.org. It is live sign up today. And, um, it's, you know, a social media app, but it's, des- oh, stop. it's designed stop. for, it's just, you're fine. It's designed for like, metaphysics. Uh, if you have a theory regarding, you know, a theory of everything or uh, a lot of the stuff we talk about on this podcast, ancient civilizations, ancient psychedelic use, um, entheogens, um, you know, metaphysical realms, anything like that. This is what it's designed for. Uh, so we can bring some credibility to those topics because it seems like there's a lot of nonsense out there today. So we're trying to create a space where people can talk about these things in a fun and intelligent way. So head on over to indrasweb.org. Welcome back, Lee. What's going on? Hey, thanks. Thanks for Long time me. no on. see. Yeah. You guys are getting up in the numbers for the podcast now, and I keep, oh, uh, yeah. keep hearing from people uh, saying great things about you guys. So thanks. sounds Beautiful. like you guys are doing great work. Yeah, we just were on actually uh, the DMT World uh, podcast with Alex. We just recorded that last week. I think he's actually uploading that tonight or something. He said, "Nice." So. Yeah, that was an interesting one. I've never really been interviewed before. I we're always <laughs> the one interviewing, and you know, it's a. Uh, it was interesting. It was kind of I. I, I almost feel like uh, Fishman in the in the the fish documentary when they're talking about making the documentary about somebody, and it's like it's hard to like indulge in yourself. And, uh, you know, take the praise, but that's, I guess that's a part of it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit different for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, we should be doing probably more of those too, going on other people's shows and stuff like that. I just, we got, you know, so rolling with what we were doing and all the guests and topics and stuff like that. Sometimes you forget it's good to kind of get out there and get the word out there like that as well. But, um, so obviously you're on for a reason. And one of those reasons is Indra's web. Um, so if anybody doesn't know what it is, it's this platform that we created, we're working on, you know, having it become an app, but that's a process as well too. So it, right now it is a platform. It's live. You can go to indrasweb.org again and sign up to get uh, a profile. Um, and if you're interested in being like an admin or something like that too, send me an email on there or send me an email on here and we'll try and uh, see if we can get you in there as well. Cause we will need help at some point. But, uh, yeah. So, um, Lee, you messaged me, I don't know, it was probably the beginning of the year last year, and you said you had this kind of blank slate platform, and you were busy with a bunch of other things, writing a book and um, school and all sorts of other stuff. So uh, you said, you had, you know, do you have any ideas? And I said, I think that there's this space, it's kind of niche in a way, I mean, not everybody thinks about the mysteries of life and these kinds of things, um, metaphysics and why we're here, how we're here, do we have purpose? Uh, but I thought that that's a good place or there could be a place where people could talk about that kind of thing. So, and, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, that, that's, that's kind of why we're here. So I appreciate you reaching out to me and presenting this opportunity. Yeah, man. Um, you know, there's just a, uh, you know, I started, uh, the DMT world social network and, you know, there's a lot of people kind of, um, putting these niches that are looking for a place, you know, like a community that they can belong to. And, and Facebook really isn't meeting that need, you know? Um, and a lot of these people, you know, these, uh, these types of groups, you know, like, uh, especially the psychedelic community is kind of ostracized by Facebook. So, you know, that's why I started that up. But it, you know, the one thing that Facebook, um, does well is to get people to, have a lot of drama and anger towards each other, you know, mm -hmm. and it kind of, um, it kind of takes away from the, the community feeling that people are really looking for. And so like building these niche kind of spaces for people that, um, that I believe in, you believe in, you know, like, uh, support those kind of people. It allows for them to have a, a space in a community that they can, they can communicate on and, build relationships so you know like uh they, i think the goal overall is not to clone facebook and make another drama um fest you know but more of like build really uh, connections between these people and build a community that they can actually like kind of like a family you know so they have a place to go and discuss these things and actually get to know the um the people in it so you know, in reference to like Facebook, it's kind of like a Facebook group, you know, like uh, you join a Facebook group and you kind of maybe know some of the people in there if it's a smaller group. But, um, you know, the, the DMT world, not to turn it, you know, the whole podcast into that, talking about that. No, it's, the people that's what really, it's kind of, it's it's pretty much the same similar platform, yeah. just different topics. So Right, yeah. It's a, you know, hyper-focused topic on something that, you know, you guys believe in and... um but the, the community of D&T World, they, the people there really uh, surprised me because they started talking about these intimate relationships that they had with the, the other members, you know, and helping each other out. Um, you know, with psychedelics, a lot of other things come along, like depression and stuff like that. A lot of people go there because they're 
to psychedelics because they're trying to heal in some way, you know? Mm. So the people, these, these communities and these connections they built actually like kind of help these people save some of their lives, you know? Uh, at least that's what they say. So I was really t- taken back by that, you know? So, um, you know, it, it, for me, it's like balancing this whole thing is like, I, I pretty much remove myself off of social media completely. And I look at DMT world. I'm like, well, what is that? You know, or what is interest net? I'm like, am I really helping people out or what am I contributing to? You know, I kind of uh, looked at that and it's like, um, you know, it, I'm not contributing to the, the idea of social media. I'm, I'm contributing to the idea of community and building community across, you know, spaces. So, um, I think it's really beneficial and, and it, even if there's, you know, five people in there, hopefully there's more, you know, (laughs) but, uh, even if there was like five people there and they were communicating and dude, we got about 105, we got 105 (laughs) people now, man. There you go. Yeah. It's growing, man. So you have 105 people that are communicating, you know, and if five people from there, let's say the five again, uh, start, learning and sharing and somebody from there, you know, learn something about themselves, about a deeper aspect of themselves. And they come to know who, you know, themselves and improve. And that, that, I think that's beneficial, you know? So, um, you made I a good point though, about yeah. like, instead of creating some sort of, um, you know, online back and forth or like negativity, this is about bringing people together and connecting, people and connecting people that are probably interested in the same things. I mean, who look, I know there's a lot of people that are stuck in day-to-day consciousness, but I would assume at some point in in most people's lives, they've questioned who, who are we? Who am I? Where do we come from? Why are we here? You know, like teleology, ontology, epistemology, you know, epistemology, you know, those are the things that I think need to be brought to some of these topics that we discuss on there because, well, you know, there's, there is some stuff on there that's more fringe or whatever, but then there's also mainstream academic stuff right. too. So the the goal is to create some sort of dialogue and debate and let's figure out what's real, what's not through these back and forth with, you know, people and hopefully keep it, you know, civil and people can learn something and grow. And like you said, build a community and it's all about love and knowledge to me at this point. That's all I'm trying to spread out there yeah. is love and knowledge. So. I'm sure you're going to get a couple of getting get some riffraff on there, but that's when uh, Maisie will have to drop the hammer. Yeah. Look, I mean, and that's the and other that's thing. The okay, well, here's the, piece, the thing. Though, so you, know? you brought up DMT. DMT World has a really good community in the sense that they don't let riffraff happen for the most part. You know, you see, you know, the good speech take down the negative stuff, or you have, you know, people that know what they're talking about point out that these people don't know what they're talking about, that kind of a thing. So you want that kind of a uh, thing. Obviously if it's crazy or nonsense or a lot of this crazy stuff that's going on, you know, right now, like a lot of that stuff, yeah, it's going to be taken off because there's no room for that. And that's not what this is for. So if you're going on there to talk about that, you're obviously not coming on with true intentions of exploring these mysteries. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people I've realized in DMT world are, they kind of just want to have a voice, you know, a place to kind of, uh, express themselves in some ways, you know? Right. And, um, you know, I mean, when I, when I set it up, I made so that, you know, people have a right to voice their opinion as long as they're not, you know, verbally just going at it on, uh, attacking another person. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I mean, we even had some people in there that were, you know, some flat earthers, you know, and it's like, well, you know, I had to kind of go back and be like, what do I? Yeah, I saw that when you first released it, people went after. And that's how, I mean, look, that's provable that that's false. That's, that is wrong. You know, that's not, we have pictures. We've sent tons of people into space. Like that whole theory yeah. thing, it's, it's provably wrong so it's like so, something like that i think you probably could take it down if you want you know you could but we didn't but you didn't we you just let you let the people you know again point yeah. out that this is wrong and why it's wrong and there's all these ways to disprove that that kind of a thing so yeah i mean we allowed them to communicate you know like i i'm not it's not my uh position to tell somebody that their views are wrong right. to be honest with you it's mm-hmm. my position to allow a space of communication and the person to um, present their evidence if they choose to and other people can either accept it or deny it or they can talk about it in a meaningful way you know and i think it was really good you know like uh we had some members that actually messaged us and they're like you got to get rid of this guy you know like he's he's causing all these problems and stuff like that <laughs> just because he was like voicing his opinion you know and i we looked through all his messages and I, like not his personal messages right. but like his posts and i was like yeah i don't see anything wrong with this like you know like he's just voicing his his views and his his side you know and i was like whatever there's dude. nothing you wrong know, like, with it other than being that, wrong <laughs> Well, I mean, scientifically yeah, yeah, yeah. being right. <laughs> Again, it's not my position. No, I know, but tell him. no, but, I get that, and I I respect that as well. I think that's a good approach because it's like, I mean, if you're not causing harm, if you're not belittling people, I get I get where you're coming from. Let let the man yeah. speak. Yeah, look, so, I mean, you know, that's not really learning. I don't think you know, like, uh, to, like if there's something that I I disagree with, you know, and and I feel this pressure, you know, this anger that builds up inside me that I disagree with that person. I shouldn't be like, that's, that's on me. That's not on the person, you know, like Mm -hmm. I I need to, I go, okay, well, what is this, what is this all about? And like, and consider it, I think actually take it in and consider it and take in the evidence and then say, come to my own conclusion on that evidence and be like, all right, you know, that's my position, you know, but it's not me. Like, I'm not going to be like, um, you know, just trying to preach to the dude and convert him into like believing right. what I, you know, what I, it, no, I mean, that's know. smart. So You're right. That's like, not how you, you don't get people to, you know, figure out what the, the answers or the facts or the empirical data is without, you know, if you come at them aggressively that, that they're, it's more likely that they're going to not learn anything or kind of back off or think crazier stuff or whatever. So, the whole idea with that I think is smart is just let these present the, the, you know, look, I I would, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would assume some people that get into those back and forth that are presented with real data or hard facts or some sort of information that maybe some of those people do are like, Oh man, I was wrong. Or I didn't know this or think this. And then maybe it set them off on a whole different course. So that's what, I mean, that's what we're trying to do though with Indra's is bring people together and help people learn things. And um, I mean, yeah, science is amazing, but then there are things, again, that science can't explain fully yet through observation. Yeah. Cause I mean, we haven't even left, you know, we haven't even landed foot on another planet yet. So, I mean, right. but yeah, it's a, uh, as an admin for DMT world, you know, and the other admins there and the moderators and stuff, uh, it's the policy of the admins to make sure that there's that they don't put any as much as they possibly can any personal biases into monitoring the 
the content on the site. That's smart. That way, yeah. And, you know, it, it's important because Facebook today, you know, like you don't know who these people are that are uh, modify, you know, moderating the, the stuff. They could be, they're probably, you know, honestly, third world country and just, uh, you know, um, you know, large groups of people in third world countries like India or something like that. Just uh, if this isn't appropriate from some training, you know, they just ban it, you know, essentially delete it and then, you know, it's gone. So it's, it's, there's no probably like ethical training besides the, like the policies of Facebook, which are, I don't believe is really an ethical yeah, I don't, uh, absolutely company not. in the first place. I, I don't, so. uh, if, look, I think that I wouldn't be on social media at all if I, if we didn't have this podcast or we didn't have to, you know, spread the word about what we're doing or, you know, that's, but that's why I think it's interesting with Indra's web is because as much as I'm not like loving you know, what's going on on all these uh, social media platforms in terms of just like, you know, have you seen that social, um, uh, what's it called, uh, the social dilemma? Right, yeah. Yeah, just with yeah, I, I watched that too. The, the collecting of information and then using it. Like we talk, I'll say something, I'll talk about like an esoteric book that I've never seen on the internet before. And I'm not joking you, I'll get an ad on Facebook. Yeah, like, yeah. So it's yeah. like, you know, like that kind of a thing. I don't love all that, but that's what I think what we're trying to do with Indra's was we're not going to collect anything like that. And we're not trying to do that. We're just trying to connect people together so they can have these meaningful conversations. Um, without worrying about it you should you should be able to go on one of these things and not worry about any of that kind of stuff and have these intelligent conversations that's what it should be but um right yeah i mean these things are listening i was talking uh with my girlfriend this weekend i was trying to i was explaining to her uh crocodile dundee because her her best friend lives in australia and uh i typed in c in google and crocodile dundee popped up it's like (laughs) i've never even searched this this movie in my entire life and it's listening it's it hears you yeah, I think it actually. Did, I mean, Cla- no, class. That's a, pretty, that's a classic. Pretty movie. good evidence that it'll listen to you. I've had the same thing happen up, to me. And then it popped up on Showtime, and I was like, "We're watching this movie." <laughs> yeah. So we watched yeah, Crocodile Dundee on Saturday night. It was nice. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's important to tell people about like the security that what what data is collected on these on Ender's Net and DMT World, and I tried to make it very clear to people that like we collect as minimum amount of data as you possibly can get and that includes like an email address an ip address because like that's how the system works like Mm -hmm. you have to be able to know who's logged on and it has like cookies you know so you're essentially running off running a social network off of like 19 early 2000s uh you know um data collection stuff you know like when facebook didn't even know what the hell they were doing so like we're not listening to people. We're not. Um, we're not tracking like their conversations or anything like that. And so, you know, it's it's as bare minimum as you get. There's no like uh, Facebook pixels on there or Google Pixel or anything like that or Google tracking. It's completely removed. So, and if you go on like DuckDuckGo and you go to like uh, Indra's Net or DMT World, it'll tell you exactly like what is being uh, tracked. You know, and right. it's literally like the bare minimum that you can actually run a site off of so uh people should be at least confident you know and like if they're if they're really concerned they can use a vpn there's no problems they can use like a shitty throwaway email address you know like as long as they can just check it once that's good right you know 
And but yeah, but again, the, you know, I think that what it comes down to is we've gotten to this place where it's like you have to do all those extra steps to like not have you know I've I've had recently had you know weird things going on with you know um some of my accounts on social media stuff, not necessarily any problems when they work. It's just like, again, like getting like weird, um, you know, these pop-ups of these products and these different things that we, we talk about. So I think that it's important to talk about that kind of stuff because that's not what we're doing. We're just bringing people together and like allowing you, if you have a cool theory or hypothesis or whatever, that's what it's used for. We're not selling anything. I mean, eventually we can talk about it, but maybe it'll get to, you know, we'll get the Patreon going on there at some point if you want to contribute and there's a lot of yeah. people on there and things are happening, you know, maybe get some merch and stuff going too. But for right now, it's literally just a platform to connect people, cool theories and ideas, uh, mainstream and academic, but also, you know, some of the more fringe or alternative ones too. And yeah, I mean, I think it's a. I think it'll be a good place once we get it going and uh, get a lot of people. I on signed it. up. I signed up uh, obviously a while ago, but then when it launched, I've been out of town. I'm on there right now, uh, looking around, and all these people that I'm friends with are they're 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 masters and they have some serious knowledge. So people go to indrasweb.org, sign up, and uh, we're gonna be plugging <laughs> it throughout the episode here. Yeah, and I do. We do have some of our guests, you know, some of the authors and researchers. I know I've gotten them on there. Some of them probably I got to reach out again. Those but. are like the, my ten friends are all people we've had on the show, and like I was saying before, they're all people that are are super smart and have a, a vast amount of knowledge. So right. this is gonna be a good time, boys. I'm pumped up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I was on there. Um, uh, I don't. I mean, as I said, I don't get on social media much anymore, but. Um, you know, I did get on there and I was looking around and reading some of the posts and I was like, wow, this stuff I actually haven't, you know, like, and I'm pretty, I'd say I'm pretty, uh, exploratory on these subjects, but you know, there's stuff in there that I didn't really think about. And then I watched some of the videos that they shared. And I was just blown away. You know, I was like, wow, like I didn't, I didn't even think about this before. And it kind of opened me up to like a entirely different aspect that I never explored. And I was, um, you know, I shared it with other people and it, it really, I think it actually was like a pretty big change in my awareness just from that one interaction <laughs> I had on it, you know? So you That's never awesome. know like what you're going to get, um, from these things. You, you know, I often limit, uh, limit other people in my own personal exploration. Like, uh, I, I just kind of hyper-focus on my own mind and my own experiences. I'm very internal, you know, but then actually taking the moment to go out to something that has a lot of quality, uh, people on it, you know, you can you can get some pretty good ideas just from that, you know. So I'm sure other people have obviously explored that more than I have, but right. Yeah. I think um, you're right, though. I mean, I've seen some stuff on there too. I haven't seen on anywhere else, and maybe you know it'll. Um, you know, some people are weird. You know, some people have their own theories or hypotheses or whatever. You know, and there's people I know too that. Um, are fully academic, but they do have like outside the box theories and you know, that's all welcome as well. Maybe this place will allow that to grow more too. Some of those people probably, if you're in academia or science, you probably feel like, you know, some of the more outside the box type thinking ideas are not as welcome here and or you'd be whatever mocked or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that that's a big thing too is like, uh, sometimes you get wild people you know 
like in these communities and sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they may be a little bit hard to deal with at first you know but um what i noticed is people once they they act like that because nobody listened to them you know mm -hmm. or uh, nobody even gave them the chance to express themselves so if you give them a little bit of time yeah, they can they can start chilling out after they spool out all their heat you know they right they, they chill out a little bit and then they actually have some meaningful shit to say so yeah um i've noticed that quite a few times with some people you know it's just like um you know like uh carl young he kind of he had a different perspective on um the quote unquote crazy people you know like he took them as like oh they actually they believe this you know they're actually experiencing something and yeah he, he was like what is this that they're experiencing and that advanced um modern psychology quite a bit i think just from having that perspective there there wasn't too much special about carl jung i don't think besides that really is that that was the most special part of him is to be able to step back and say oh these people are, you know people that are considered crazy actually have something to say and maybe they really mm -hmm. are experiencing something and maybe what i should understand what that is you know and so if you step back from people that you don't agree with again you know and say instead of just labeling them as insane or crazy or whatever and you go what are they saying they're obviously like really passionate about this and they believe in it right why you know and then you start uh i think people are just scared of doing that you know they're scared of like their their well, mind well isn't part of like genius them. there is some sort of like you know crazy or mania associated with genius whether it's like prodigy musicians or uh these you know theory these people that come up with these theories of everything that are you know yeah you got to be some kind of like uh, what was that one guy you know um oh, i'm trying to think of his name but yeah like a lot of these people are like quirky you know even einstein he had some weird sleeping schedule where he would sleep like four hours on four hours off yeah. um all artists have some kind of it like blurs the lines between dreaming and waking reality. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would hold a rock, right? And when he would drop, he would. Some uh, yeah. is that him or is that uh, who is this? Some other people I know do that. Yeah. yeah. I might start doing that. <laughs> I mean, even look at you yeah, know, look, I write some music. Cool. I'm not joking, man. That's look at you know Dali. You know, you look at Dali's artwork and you'd say, oh, this guy does psychedelics. But he, you know, he made a quote. He he's ne he never did psychedelics because he is psychedelics you know like that's yeah. you know it's stuff like that like that's the kind of stuff i think that that's progressed humanity that kind of thinking and like yeah you know you might have some other things going on but who doesn't you know i don't know anybody that doesn't right. have some sort of anxiety or social or some sort of disorder in this this modern day so um but yeah if you have uh, somebody like that you know even like a steve jobs you know i think that he was obviously in tune with like eastern philosophy and had done lsd and it was visionary with that kind of stuff and he might not have been on the technical necessarily standpoints of those things but like just the visionary aspects of those things like what this could be or where we could go kind of a thing and i think that hopefully that's what injures web promotes is that kind of stuff maybe there's more of these gem thinkers out there that are just not they don't have a place to talk about these things or maybe this will help some of those people that are borderline like that kind of get in the game. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. I think I was going to say, idea. you know, Jim Carrey was going to counseling and he he was very worried about getting the help, and he was asking his counselors, like, if I if I continue on this path, am I going to lose my funny? And they're like, yeah, you might, and he, he instantly stopped going. <laughs> so I I just wanted to, you know, everybody has some kind of quirk or something, and that 
that I, I sometimes I curse the fact because I have bad anxiety and I'm like, why am I like this? But then I realize if I didn't have that, then maybe I wouldn't be creative. So it's like a give and take type of thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people today just think something's wrong with them. You know, especially in um, the ones that are kind of deep thinkers. You know, they're like, I don't really fit in, and you know, like nobody really uh, can have a conversation with me. So something obviously is wrong with me because I'm not hyper focused on entertainment all the time and things right. like that. Well, if or you're sports, not talking, you know, about, yeah, exactly. Shit. You're not talking about the latest like, score. If you say. You know, like, where did we come from? You know, like, you know, is, you know, is there a purpose to life? People, I mean, who? Yeah, they don't like that. You can't have a meaning conversation, even if it's people you know, for the most part. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you, there needs to be a place for, again, these greatest questions. Because it's like, we're living, breathing magic right here, right now. Why are we, why is this happening? Kind of a thing. And these are the things that I like to discuss. And I know you do too. So I think that you're right. There needs to be a, a space for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I spent most of my life um, kind of hiding, you know, and trying to blend into people that are quote unquote normal, you know, <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of having like deep conversations with people or like talking about dreams or anything like that, you know, just be like, eh, people are interested in that. So I'm just going to pretend to be somebody else. You know, it's like, it's almost like Dexter almost, you know, if you watch that show, he's just always constantly yeah. on his toes trying to blend in with people, you know. And I think, you know, it, referring to the show i think people resonate with dexter because they feel that too you know they, they don't they're not psychopaths you know <laughs> you know trying to kill people but they're in a sense they're trying to they're trying to be a chameleon you know um mm-hmm. when i was in school i called myself the failed chameleon because i'm constantly trying to blend in with people but i fail uh, a lot of the time and and i feel and do you think it awkward, is you know do you think it's because of like you you mentioned like you know, if you don't pay attention to like the latest sports and the latest songs, you know, or the re- more recent, you know, like whatever the buzz is in pop culture kind of a thing. I feel like that's all yeah. people want to talk about. But do you think that that's a default? I've lost that connection. Well, uh, do, do, you th- <laughs> I think, do you think that's default though? Do, like, do you think that that's how we try? Because we know that like most people know about that. So that way, that's why people start talking about it. Or do you think it's that people are so like ingrained with, the technology and all the entertainment that that's all they really know at this point i have a funny theory about the whole sports thing it's like because you know i tried to like figure it out i'm just like thinking about it and um i, I hate it weird... now. i i get mad about it almost I, man I i'll tell you this... a story in a second here yeah i got came to this weird conclusion that actually nobody likes sports and they're just <laughs> like everybody's pretending to like it and then they like at a point, you know, like you grow up and you're like, I, I really don't actually like sports, but I'll pretend, you know, to fit in with everybody. Wow. And then at a point you're like, so you're so dug into the pretending that you like it, that you like start believing that you like it. And then it starts the next cycle, you know, like, and you can never That's escape like the stories it. Stories we tell ourselves. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'll, I'll say I grew up playing sports <laughs> until like three years ago. I knew all the players, all the stats, did all the fantasy, hockey, football, all the stuff. And how much I, of your brain was that occupied? A lot, and I loved it. Look, I love hockey. I love watching hockey. I just love the sport. You know, I don't know what it is about it. I just like why. I. But to your point, I would point out that maybe you're right to a certain level in the sense that maybe we just want that competition, or maybe yeah. there's that competition aspect is why we're driven towards sport because there's not we're evolved so we no longer have to you know compete for food or this or that i mean you know for the most part yeah. i mean obviously life is competitive yeah, in think, a sense uh, but i think it's i think a 
larger portion of people don't actually like sports they fake it mm. and they're just, it's like they're scared to tell other people that they don't like it gotcha. you know that makes and it's sense. the same with other social things it's like if we were like brutally honest with each other you know like when we go hang out with their friends or whatever and we had a conversation i think more people would be like yeah actually you know i'm just faking <laughs> faking all this stuff you know like they really don't, yeah, I don't understand not just it. Why, sports why? but other things too you know they're like uh yeah i'm not into you know whatever we've been talking about for the last 20 years you know it's like all right you know <laughs> they probably yeah. like the more people i'm you know now that i'm separated from like the military and stuff and i can actually like and i i ref i i stopped giving a shit essentially what i talk about with people you know i'm like yeah you know i believe in this or whatever and the more people i'm with that you know that i'm i would think that they would be like kind of opposed to it they just open up and they're like, yeah, dude, I've been thinking about the same thing. You know, I really into that shit too, you know? And it's right. like, I never knew that about them this whole entire time. You know, it's like, I didn't know that person. They just knew like a persona and I just knew a persona of them. And we've been just like circling each other with these fake personas for the last 20 years. <laughs> you know, it's like crap, man. Like we wasted all that time just playing pretend, you know? Yeah. When you're younger, you do that, that, was, that a that lot. Was, Go ahead. Maurice. Was say, that was for, a big turning point. When I was, when I was I bet, 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 cut him off. Cut Go ahead. I, uh, <laughs> when we were in high school, it's like you try. That's like the big time of your life where everybody follows the trend. There's a shoe that everybody gets, and you don't want to be left behind, so you want to get that shoe and this and that. But me and Michael actually, that's when we started really getting into music, and I just said. I'm going to be myself. And I think Michael took the same approach and we, we go to parties. Everybody's listening to rap and everything. Some people might like it. Some people probably just were going along with it. We were putting on fish albums or, or grateful Dead or like, you know, jazz and stuff like that. And people, we really, really believed in it. And then I think that kids, especially when they see that you're fully invested in something and you're not a poser, they will react to you. And everybody kind of just respected us. Like, they wouldn't put us down for it. Do you, how do you feel about that, Mike? No, that's a good point. We were into like a lot of the jam band stuff. We started a jam band in high school. Um, and I think that you're right. A lot of the music was like pop, you know, at the time it was like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and all that kind of stuff. And, um, we were like, well, this is real music, or at least this is what musicians, you know, are into, you know, like other people mm -hmm. like you, if you're, if you're a musician and you know how to like improv and stuff, you want to be in like a jam band or like a jazz band or something that improvs because it's like carte blanche for you as a musician to go up there and, you know, do your thing, do your thing. you know? So I, I think that you're right on, on that level. People saw that about what we were, um, people saw that what we were trying to, um, do and what we were into. And you're right. I think there was a lot of people that got into that kind of music because that we, started playing it for him or we're into it. I remember at this one, at this person's birthday party we went to, we actually did this like barbershop quartet, like fish cover. <laughs> it was like a fish cover of a cover. We yeah, did like yeah. a barbershop quartet, like version Hello, of, my baby. yeah, of Hello My Baby. It was pretty. <laughs> or whatever the name of that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, That's good stuff, are you hard lined in, Maurice? You're getting a little, you're getting a little uh, crunchy over there. Oh, I'm hard. All right. All right. <laughs> Get pixelated. Yeah. <laughs> no. Am I really? Am I no, your voice is just a little, but it, maybe it's on my end of things too. I don't know. My bad. You're fine. No, but I, but but the other story I was gonna say is that when I was flying home yesterday, I was I, I was sitting next to this uh, this sports fan, meathead type type guy, and 
he's talking to everybody who's from Ohio, which I'm not a sports fan, but I'm I like I like Michigan, so that's just ingrained into my psyche. Like we're supposed to hate Ohio State fans or whatever. And again, I don't hate anyone, but just hearing this guy talk was building up my aggression. <laughs> and he's talking to the guys around him. He's talking to the guys in the. I guess there was a football game down in Florida this weekend. Uh, yeah, it was I called the no National Championship. <laughs> <laughs> See, that shows you how much off the grid I am. Alaba- Alabama I beat Ohio game. State pretty handedly. But beautiful, beautiful. So his team got crushed, and obviously he was out for uh, some kind of redemption. But yeah, I, I just hear him talking behind me to this guy, and it's like. What are you even doing, man? You know how many mysteries of life? Like, but I think people like to get encapsulated. Like, I mean, I get it. It's like the video game life where the, playing a video game isn't really going to do anything for your life, but maybe it does help you unwind. Maybe it does help you take your, the, your mind off things, which in that regard, it's fine because it's a release to a degree. But at the same time, Michael was entrenched in the stuff. I don't know how much time he was spent in there, but unless you're like betting on it and making some kind of money off of it, like what really is it doing besides it's obviously a form of entertainment, but I don't know. I, I never could really get into the, the sports thing. And I love hockey. I love playing it. And that's one sport I will watch. But after the game's over, uh, then it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I just love the sport for the sport. Obviously, like I said, I did, uh, fantasy hockey for a long, and look, a big part of why we love hockey is when we grew up, we watched the Red Wings win four Stanley cups, made it to the playoffs 25 years, you know, straight years. And, you know, that was a big deal. Like, you, you know, the Russian five Fedorov, Kozlov, Konstantinov, Fatisov, you know, um, you know, you get all these amazing players coming through and you're young and you play hockey too. And I think that that has a huge influence on it. So I think that that was kind of all, um, all came together. Um, by the way, big cat, one of my first, uh, live playoff games was watching the Red Wings beat the jets back in the day. But, Damn. Uh, yeah, I think it all, I think it all comes back to community. You know, it's like, uh, how many, how many people, you know, probably sports fans really like, sit at home by themselves without like anybody around them just watch like tv you know it's like that's probably very few people really and again i get that i get that aspect of it it's just more of like taking it to the next extreme learning the stats learning the players getting angry i forgot this is what what really tipped me off is the guy was talking about he's like oh when they lose it wrecks my whole week it's like what why what's the point of that right yeah Uh, but i mean he probably this guy probably like talks to his friends about it, you know, and all that. And he feels like part of a community, you know, like, right. uh, you know, but it's going to ruin it's like, your whole week because of team that you have yeah. nothing to do with besides watches. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I guess. it's, it comes on obsession, you know, at some point, I guess. But I mean, I'm in the, I'm in the video games and stuff, but to be honest with you, I can't play like single player games because I don't feel like I'm part of a, a group of people, you know? So, um, I definitely play video games to feel a connection to other people because uh, I don't get that as much in my normal life, you know. And then um, just like Indra's net, you know, like I've I've spent uh, time to build connections, individual connections with people I know that are interested into like metaphysics and stuff um, because there wasn't really much of a community before, and I felt like that lacked in my life, you know. So I was like, I wanna I wanna connect to other people that are into the same this massive subject that I actually take very seriously. And I, it's essentially like my, my religion, you know? So it's like, um, you know, if I'm not, you know, people go to church, you know, and they, they hang out with hundreds of people in church and I don't have that, you know, and a lot of people don't yeah. have that today. So they, they use these other ways to, to build 
their religion, their church, but, you know, um, you know, like Indra's net could be, I'm not going to say a church, but, you know, like it could be a community for people to build that connection and, um, in a larger way than probably there's been in the past, you know, I think a lot of people miss that, you know? I mean, look, and the other thing too is like, I think, um, with all of these things, you see some of these groups and, you know, on a lot of these other social media platforms and there's large groups of people talking about this kind of stuff, but then you're right. Like there is some sort of like, I don't even know what it is, but I, you you get a lot of nonsense on there and maybe it's just people joining and they don't know what it is. And then they get in there and they like talk shit or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Or troll or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But I mean, the whole point of this will be to, if you're serious about this stuff, you know, and like maybe you don't, you're not serious initially, you know, but eventually through learning and growing and different posts and uh, videos and whatever the case may be, you know, if you watch a video on Plato's, the allegory of Plato's cave, um, and you start to understand paradigm shifts, you know, like that's what I'm trying to do with, or what we're trying to do with this platform is create a paradigm shift for people. Um, or at least a yeah. place for that par- paradigm shifts or those paradigm shifts to happen. So, um, well, right. you know, Facebook went around and became popular because you know it was popular. You know, it was the thing to do. Right. If you weren't part of that, then you were you were shit. You know, right? And that movie you know, like is a, a that. Have you seen Social Network though? That is yeah. a really good movie. I thought. Yeah, of course, yeah, me too. David Fincher is <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, I had a friend not too long ago he was kind of ridiculing me on deep two world he's like oh you guys are so small and nobody knows about you and i was like i was sitting there thinking about it i was like you know that's a good thing man you know because like right i don't i didn't want to make it so like a massive amounts of just brainless people just joined in because it was cool you know right. i was like it was like no that's not a community it takes like to be part of a group of people you have to like put a little effort you know you have to like put yourself out there and then be kind of like accepted by the group you know mm-hmm. and it takes a yeah. little effort to like find you know injures net or it takes a little effort to find dmt world or something you know not a lot but it takes a little bit of searching so if you're there you kind of you you kind of put a little effort into being part of the community now you know right. like uh it, you know maybe it's a little harder to get in that you know like you have to type your freaking password in or whatever you know or whatever like right. facebook you know it's super easy and you know and it, you're on there for other reasons, just to talk to about metaphysics. So it's kind of effort it puts a little effort into like, you know, going to a website and typing your shit in just for that kind of community. But like it attracts those people that are going to put a little effort in. So it kind of limits the, the mass. Right. And I think what, it, what, what attracts those people that are doing that kind of stuff too, is the, the big influence that it can have or the big reaction or the big, you know, people are like, Whoa, or that was crazy. You know, like I think, when you have intelligent people that are like-minded, I think that that kind of, whether it's a, you know, a DMT world and it's the conversations about psychedelics or, you know, it's Indra's web and you're talking about, um, you know, ontology or whatever. I think that a lot of the riffraff, um, gets weeded out through, like it becomes very obvious that that person's, you know, not, they don't fit in the context of what's going on as opposed to all these other platforms now where that kind of stuff seems to be commonplace now. Well, we've questioned that too. We've, there's points where me and Michael are like, well, we can go down these paths of these 
very highly fringed thing that well, you know, that are exploding on social media, but it's like we we wanna stay true to the science, we wanna stay true to the facts. So we're not just gonna jump on the band of any little thing that pops up, which we've seen other podcasts do that and they've seemed to grow a lot faster. But again, you know, what do you like you have to you have to have some integrity or else the whole world's gonna crumble underneath you as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, it makes sense, dude. I, I I agree with that. Um. So all right. So head, one more time, head on over to indrasweb.org and sign up for an account today. Um. So let's pivot a little bit now. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, you wrote a book. Uh. And when's that supposed to be coming out? So it comes out on in May fourth. So may the force be with you. Okay. Man. Oh baby. Yeah. I did not pick that. He knows day, what he's doing, way. folks. Just, uh, <laughs> so what, what, I was like, oh, so what's the book about? What's um, Day is that, yeah. yeah, what's the book about? What's the title? And uh, one Tuesday, okay, Tuesday, Tuesday <laughs> yeah, the fourth. So, a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of stuff released on the fourth or on the on Tuesdays. A lot of stuff comes out. Uh, so I was wondering. Yeah, um, so it's on uh, dreams, essentially lucid dreaming. So if uh, mm. you know. A lot of people probably know now what a lucid dream is, but I'll just say like uh, a lucid dream basic definition is to be aware, have some type of awareness regardless of the amount in a dream. So you, you realize at some point that you're dreaming or, um, you know, that that's pretty much the basis of it, of a lucid dream. So there's a lot more uh, stuff that goes with that, you know, like uh, different types of lucid dreams, different types of awareness. It's just like being awake, you know, like some people, um, if you're driving a car and you're, you know, listening to the radio, or whatever, you may blank out and then end up being in uh, at work, you know, and you're like, how the hell did I get here? Right. Well, that's that's a level of awareness. And then some other people, you know, like if you're, um, you know, a NASCAR driver driving same type of car, you know, and you, you're probably a little bit more aware of the cars around you and the, the speeds and everything, you know, it's happening. So that's like hyper awareness, you know, while you're awake. But uh, same thing is with dreams is like um, oftentimes, you know, we're not really too aware of our dreams. We don't really remember them. And then uh, in some instances, you know, for people probably once in their life, at least they've come to the point they're like, yeah, I, uh, I, I just suddenly started noticing that I was in a dream maybe or uh, something was happening around me. And I thought, well, that was weird, you know, right. And you could be considered, you know, having some aspect of lucid dream, even if you're, I mean, you're becoming lucid if you're like, oh, what the hell's going on, you know, and you're in a dream and you woke up and you're like, wow, yeah, I kind of realized, you know, something was out of place or something like that. So uh, essentially a book is kind of talks about how to do that. It talks, well, it talks about why you would want to do that in the first place, um, how to do it. And then the majority, actually, of the book is, um, what to do after um, you're able to have lucid dreams so you can explore them a little bit more deeply and uh, use them to transform your life. So uh, I put a lot of, I'm not, you know, perfect person or anything like that, but I put a lot of personal dream experiences in there, lucid dream experiences, uh, some terrifying, some really cool, I could say, you know, um, and how to use those, how I use those to kind of try to understand my place in reality and um, how to kind of know myself better through those experiences. And, and I still use those, you know, tools and techniques today and still 
diving into them, you know. So it's not like, oh, I wrote the book and I'm good now, you know. It's like, right. Um, it was. I finished the book probably. I would say, you know, at the very beginning of my um, real some real growth that took place after the book. So, um, you know, I think the book is a good starting place for people to start asking questions and not an end all, you know, it's not a, it's not a book that's like, okay, I'm an expert. This is how you do it. You know, it's like, I know how to do it and this is what I'm doing with it. And, and it can do this for you if you do that, but it's not like it's done, you know, there's no done. It's, it's a continual exploration, but it's a, it's kind of like starting the engine. I think for some people, you know, like you're, you're turning the engine you're getting it started up, it's warming up and now, now you're ready to go. So I think the book does a good job in that aspect. Of it. And to be honest with you, I've read a lot of dang, uh, lucid dream books, metaphysics books in the past. And, and, um, you know, I was doing my master's and PhD in psychology and, focused on dreams and i read a lot of books during that time and spent a lot of time in young's work and stuff like that and nothing really i don't think um came to the point where my book was in uh, in this person making dreams very personal and exploring them versus like um trying just to control them you know or have the experience a lot of lucid dreams are about 90 percent of book i'd say usually is about the person that wrote the book and how what they do you know like they're how they became a lucid dreamer, you know, and then like 10% is like, uh, maybe, you know, 5% is actually how to do it. And then like the rest of it's like, um, you know, whatever, I don't know, trash. But so I got, I I really got actually kind of pissed off when I was writing a book, you know, I was like, people need like a book that's not about the freaking author, you know? Right. So I, I left a lot of that out. You know, if you can, you can read it in the introduction, my life, you know, story or whatever, I keep summarizing and like, I think like five pages or something like that. So yeah, that's the rest of the books. It's not about that. Um, so I think we had you on one of the first times we had you on, you described how you had like bad sleep paralysis and how you kind of overcame that. Um, do you think that lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis have some sort of connection or do you think that they're two completely different mechanisms? No, they're the same. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of people use sleep paralysis to um, enter into a lucid dream because it's a normal process that your body goes through. Right. So like your uh, the process kind of starts out with you getting tired and then you enter, this is a normal, you know, you just don't remember it and you're not aware of it during the time. Right. It's like you enter into sleep paralysis and then you have hypnogagia, which is like the, the mix between dreaming and waking. And then you have, uh, then you're in dreams you know, state. And then you come in and out, you, you come in and out of phase, you know, throughout the night you have multiple dreams and you come out of it, you wake up and then you go back to sleep. So that's, that's normal. Um, but a lot of people you are, if you bring awareness into the phases of transferring into sleep and dreaming, um, then you'll experience sleep paralysis and uh, hypnagogy and all that stuff. Uh, so they're, you can't separate the two really, you know, like, um, you're, you're going, you're going to have sleep paralysis if you're practicing lucid dreaming probably at some point. And, um, it just means that you're being aware of the normal uh, function of the body as it puts you into paralysis. So you don't act out your dreams. Right. Does that make sense? Mm. We took it all. 
we brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's just weird to think about too. I told, I've told you, I've had it a couple times. Very light, where it's just like white light over, you know, like overtakes you, and then like I felt like I was getting sucked back into the couch, kind of <laughs> like pulled back. And the more I tried to fight it, the more like it's almost yeah. like when your leg falls asleep, but it kind of feels like that on your whole body. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Everyone has it differently, you know, like there's, there's not everybody has it differently. There's common features throughout it. But, um, for instance, I don't have white light kind of thing. Um, and I still have sleep paralysis. This was during uh, the day though. And I was like, just sitting on the couch. I don't know. Maybe I think uh, I, maybe I didn't get much sleep the night before or something yeah, like that, probably, but you essentially performed a wake back to bed, which is like you wake up and then you kind of wake yourself up enough that you're not tired anymore. And then you allow yourself to go back to sleep quickly hmm. and then your your brain is awake so you think that you're actually still like just trying to stay awake but then you trick your body to essentially fall asleep while you're consciously aware still and then you um you enter in a lucid state you know and you'll go through sometimes you'll go through sleep paralysis if you don't like black out you know like a normal person that goes to sleep they blank they blank out as they're falling asleep like you don't remember like a good exper- experiment is like try to remember the point you fall asleep tomorrow. You know, like when you wake up, be like, okay, I, I, I'm trying to remember the point that I actually fell asleep and then I was in a dream, you know? Right. And it's like not possible to do because you blank out. You like, abs- your brain like shuts down. You can't remember shit. And then suddenly you're in a dream and then you wake up the next day. You're like, I can't actually remember the okay. point that I actually fell asleep. Yeah. But, uh, if you practice that enough you actually don't fall asleep so like you can transfer from being fully consciously aware through all the stages of sleep into a dream state and you'll experience sleep paralysis the whole entire shebang as you do that Mm. and it's like it's the most bizarre experience i've ever had you know it's just like because you you can and especially if you've done it a few times you can recognize like the different stages that you're going through right. you're like oh okay i know what this feels like i know it and so like uh for me you know sleep paralysis isn't something that goes away it's just i recognize what it's like and i i can relax into it and not have to like have the horrifying experience you know that some people have and sometimes i'll still see stuff which is in hypnagogia and for the most part, I just kind of ignore it or um, don't let it bother me, you know? Right. So, yeah, that's super fascinating. Um, and I, I obviously, we look forward to your book. I mean, that's going to be uh, a really interesting read because I know about your research. Obviously, we talk all the time. So, I think that uh, people will really enjoy that, especially if you like lucid dreaming and altered states of consciousness and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I really love the get into it but i'm kind of afraid i don't want to i don't want to get into this 
dude. That's his excuse it's for not reading mode. books. I don't. Uh, well, yeah. no, no, it's not the book. I'm talking about doing the lucid dreaming thing. I don't. Know. The, the uh, well, if you're the paralysis thing is it makes me a little nervous. I don't know if you're like uh, you know into psychedelics or anything right now, but um, or have been. I think you have been, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, an interesting thing is like you know every single night, probably around five times a night, you you have like the most real hallucinogenic experience ever you know mm-hmm. and er- almost every single person on this planet has them too you know full on true hallucinations you know and it's like like so real that you can't determine the difference between reality and it it's that real like it even feels more real than real and i've never even like super heroic dose of psychedelics have ever experienced anything remotely close to that and i'm really sensitive to psychedelics you know mm-hmm. and um so like having that experience is just so profoundly changing to to realize like how powerful the mind is and how like the relationship to reality and dreams too like um you know you, right now you're you're hallucinating reality and everything that you experience right now can be experienced in a dream 100% as real as it is right now and having that experience and then and then it really opens your mind up to like the the meta- metaphysics of reality, you know, like right. you're experiencing it versus just reading about it or talking about it, you know, and that like that's the and if you have and, and fear too, like um, I didn't really choose to have lucid dreams when they started happening to me. I started having sleep paralysis and like the fear, the extreme fear dreams associated with that. So I didn't really have a choice in the matter, but what I did, uh, it forced me to face that fear. And I can tell you that once I was able to like actually step up to the plate and overcome that fear, it, it absolutely changed my perspective of fear and anxiety and like what I can do in life and overcome. I'm not perfect, you know, but it, it raised that bar so incredibly high. I was like, dude, I can, I could face almost anything in my life because of that, you know? Right. Mm. No, like that, anytime I feel that, I feel that sometimes, you know, that, that fear feeling that I get in sleep paralysis and anymore, I'm just like, I'm like, it's not a, it's not a big deal. You know, I allow it to like process through me instead of like, you know, just, I'm just like, let it go versus like, cause you learn that when you have sleep paralysis, you learn just to like, let it go, you know, release that, that tension that is opposing it. So, yeah, that's interesting. And I think that, um, the weird thing for me is I usually won't, I don't really remember dreams. I don't know if it's because of whatever, maybe, you know, cannabis use or something like that. But, uh, at least lately I haven't really remembered many, but what happens is if I like get up to go to the bathroom or something in the middle of the night, like two, three o'clock, and then I go back to bed. That's, I have like the most vivid, amazing dreams. And I know obviously lucid dreaming is different. You can induce into a lucid dream and there's times where i'll meditate with the the with the amount of time where i couldn't fall asleep i can fall asleep after and usually that's how when i do lucid dream that's how i do it as i meditate first i get so deep in there that when i am asleep i become aware of that and then go from there yeah well your brain's picking up on the transitions when you meditate so you know like if you're meditating and you're you're picking up the transitions into like different uh, hypnotic states, then your brain's going to pick up on that when it starts happening normally through dream processes, and then recognize it, and that brings 
an additional level of awareness to your dream and then you're like okay now i'm i know i'm in a dream now you know right. so and additionally like you're training your your brain to recognize the importance of those states too you know and to bring awareness to it and and so you're 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 making yourself more aware to be honest with you you know like um you're bringing consciousness into the dream experience versus just being completely you know going with the flow and stuff like that like dreams and waking reality are pretty synonymous i think like the lessons that you learn in it it's like though you can just be mindless you know falling like we were talking about you know like uh ragging on sports and stuff like that you know whatever but you can be like part of the pack you know and just be a robot you know essentially you just do you know whatever everyone's telling you to do and you think like that and you mm-hmm. play the part or whatever and and you're playing it really well you know you you play it so well you forget that you're actually playing the part anymore and dreams are exactly the same way it's like you know i have the normal dreams that i have are so bizarre you know but the story there's like story behind it i know what the narrative is as a story before no one has to tell me it you know i play the part of this person in the dream and it's like it's like no, nothing ever was wrong you know i'm just mm. like yeah it's totally like who i am and what i'm doing and everything's fine you know and it, but i wake up i'm like who the fuck is that you know like right like who is that person you know and it's like where did i come up with this damn story that i was doing all this shit but it doesn't <laughs> but really like the, the awareness that I have is completely wiped, you know, like it's gone. I'm just a actor in a scene of a movie playing a part and I don't even know I'm an acting anymore, you know, right. and it's, and if you see that in a dream and you're like really identify that in a dream, you're like, holy shit, like I'm doing that in waking life too. And it's trying to tell you that, you know, like a lot of dreams are trying to yeah, tell you like, hey point. dude, you're freaking playing a part and you're just acting, you know, like. And there's a there's another level of awareness that you can have where you're like, holy shit, you know, like I'm actually not this thing that's playing this part, you know, mm-hmm. and I can step back and go, what the fuck, you know, what is going on? That's what dreams really, I think, are trying to tell you is like, wake the fuck up, man, you know, like, well, I think not the, just uh, the, dreaming. The most bizarre thing to me about dreams is kind of what you mentioned, like, what what's going on here? Like, I, how did I come up with that? Is I have these like reoccurring dreams in places I've never been to before. And it's almost like this, like uh, it's almost like a map on a video game in a way. And I keep coming back to this place. I don't know what it is, but it's this like, you know, this landscape or whatever in this dream. And it's like, where did this come from? Did my mind assemble this? And if it does, if it assembled it, then why do I keep coming back to the same place? It can't just be some random uh, synapses or, whatever right. happened you know so oh, yeah, we're man. all on the same page that that dreams <laughs> just aren't uh, a random act of no. unwinding yeah because no, i don't um, think that i don't think that way for, I've, I've thought that my whole life but again you know you, you get into the sciences and they, they try and trick you to think the other way there's no there's no evidence whatsoever that is a fact you know from anybody's personal experiences so um i mean i have you know, if, if dreams are completely random, then why do I have recurring dreams? You know, like, okay, well, it, that, that's pretty statistical impossibility that I'm having constantly, you know? It's like, right. thanks, you know? I, I don't think that holds up with any type of stats whatsoever, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. like I have dreams where the narr- it, narration of the story continues continually grows, you know, like, for years. So, like, 
I have dreams where I'm like, do I've remembered what I've done in the previous points of the dream and I'm, and I'm continually on past where it left off, you know, like it's like years now that there's like a, a narrative that's being generated in the dream, you know? Right. So, and it's like, okay, I have to, re I, I recall in the dream, the previous dreams that I've had like years ago, you know, and all this time. And I'm like living additional, additional life in there that it makes no sense, you know, but I'm like, it's, it's not, there's memory involved, you know, like it's not random. These people, people that think that dreams are random are insane, dude. They're literally crazy. Well, I think one it almost good... seems like an easy way out, you know, it's just the easy yeah. answer. They just don't want to talk about them. You know, I think, uh, um, Something that's really, if, if you are interested in the science of it, but has some good data, actually, is uh, Matthew Walker. Um, he's been on, like, Joe Rogan and stuff, and he is, like, more yeah. of an empiricist and uh, materialist. But I think that if you're looking to get into good sleep patterns and, like, know about, like, what's good for your brain, what's not good for your brain, that kind of stuff, yeah. he's an excellent source for that kind of stuff. So yeah, I recommend it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this, like, you know, it's not good to actually remember your dreams. Like by all evidence, uh, it's, if you're not remembering your dreams and you know, you're not using substances or whatever, you're an average human being, you know, uh, it's not good for you to, you're not supposed to remember your dreams. It's supposed to be something you forget when you wake up. Mm -hmm. And that's a sign that you're actually like pretty healthy. Like uh, a lot of people, uh -oh. have, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that remember their dreams, you know, constantly have some type of sleep disorder. Um, and there's, I think there's some concern and should be talked about for lucid dreaming. You know, it doesn't really help my book at all sales, but, um, you can train your brain to have bad sleep patterns, you know, and essentially lucid dreaming is training yourself to have bad sleep patterns. So you can recall your dreams better and have awareness in them. So there's, um, you know, some concern with that and people shouldn't, force themselves to have these experiences you know like uh, if they feel they're Would tired you say it's whatever. maybe like a psychedelic type thing where in the terms of it's not something to be done regularly but maybe once in a while yeah. for some sort of visionary experience or something like that yeah i mean anymore i i personally don't practice lucid dreaming very much at all hmm. um meditation fine everything like that the i have my brain has been trained enough that it will give me lucid dreams when it wants to have when i want to have that experience hmm. and so about once a month i'll have you know a lucid dream and and i've found that those experiences are much more profound than me trying to kind of force myself to have these experiences um and i've talked to other people that i i um i uh, my mentors and stuff like that that are into the same communities and stuff and and they mentioned the same thing to me privately you know they're like yeah i don't i don't really push the envelope anymore i used to you know and and now i just kind of let them come mm -hmm. and so it's kind of like um a psychedelic but you never take anything and you just let the the spirit of the psychedelic come out whenever it's ready to give you an experience and it happens you know yeah uh, the i that's just me personally you know a lot of um that's how I felt, you know, when right. I was uh, really pushing the envelope with the dream stuff, it kind of got a little bit crazy for me. So I kind of, I was like, all right, you know, I got to listen to myself. Well, and you're messing with your sleep, you know, sleep's very important, obviously, uh, aside from what actually might be happening, happening, uh, with the brain and whatever the actual, your body needs to rest. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's super important to get that proper rest in. 
Yeah, Absolutely. I'll say this: that it, you know, it's dependent on the person. If you, uh, you know, I would never go back to my younger self and say, "Hey, man, don't don't lose a dream. You know, don't do this. Right. You don't know what the fuck you're doing." I wouldn't say that because I learned so much from that, you know. But there was a point where I felt like it wasn't time for me to keep kind of pushing that envelope, you know, to allow to allow the things happen naturally for me. And yeah, I'm glad that I did that. You know, I listened to myself. I think that you need people need to listen to themselves. And if they go, I feel drawn to this lucid dreaming. I really want to have that experience. I want to I want to be able to do that, you know. And then it's like, okay, you know, right. You're listening to yourself. You're doing what you want to do you know, you're called to it, do that. And then once you get to the point where you're, you know, you're telling yourself, Hey, like, okay, we, we need to chill out a little bit, you know, then you just, just try to listen to yourself when you do this stuff. And I think you'll be fine, you know? So. No, absolutely. Good, great advice. In I, my mind. I agree with that. Um, Oh, I do want to talk a little bit about the name though, Indra's web and like how we came up with that. Cause I pivot back yeah. here. Um, so, when you and I first, we actually came up with a different name first. It was called Alternative Mind. And between that and this like montage video you made with all these like <laughs> news TVs yeah. in the background, I'm like, this is going to get misused by some crazy, crazy <laughs> people. And uh, this is going to get us into some trouble. So um, actually, and we were still going to go forward maybe with it because we thought maybe, you know, but then with like the state of everything that's going on and all the craziness, um, you even came to me and you're like, yeah, let's change the name. So, um, we started to brainstorm again and, uh, I actually, you know, may or may not have taken a light dose of psilocybin one you know, night. And, uh, I had this, um, so, I mean, obviously I've, we've talked about the Vedas and, you know, Vedic, um, ancient Vedas and stuff like that. So, uh, the idea, the metaphor of, um, Indra's net, you know, this idea that there's this net, Indra is a god um, found in ancient Hindu and Buddhist, uh, you know, teachings. And uh, I think is the Atharva Veda, I believe it's in, or the earliest uh, mention of it. Um, and it's this metaphor for kind of like the universe or that there's all these, everything's being connected with these strings or whatever. And then you've got these beads or these jewels or pearls. There's different, obviously, variations of this metaphor and um, they reflect off of one another, connecting it. And then some physicists have used it as a metaphor for our universe. And if you look at like these super zoomed out pictures of the universe, they almost look like uh, neural connections or brain activity kind of a thing. And then that got me thinking. And then also there was this, there's this Alan Watt um, thing, uh, you know, where he talks about Indra's uh, being a spider web um, and, and, Obviously, we're on the internet, the web, so I thought that that would be the perfect name for it. Um, but, um, and from there, it was just like, uh, let's go over the categories and different things. But I actually wrote a blog too. So if anybody's interested, I go more depth in describing how it all went down. So you can check out our blog on that on mindescapepodcast.com. I wrote that a few days ago. So check that out. But, um, and we'll, we'll obviously add that into some sort of like a mission statement for Indra's web going forward but um yeah i mean is there anything i mean i i just thought that that was <laughs> when you came to me the thing that you came to me with that that those tvs in the background i'm like this is this looks like some real shit you know like this is 
but then it like scared me in a way too. And I think we were both right to be scared. There's something like with our gut intuition with all this stuff and you see what's going on now. I think that it was the right thing to kind of pivot completely from that. If the message is to kind of bring people together and knowledge and love and all that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't personally think that, uh, people are wrong about being concerned about, you know, the things that I was, that the alt, no, I, uh, I know. alt thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't necessarily think those people are wrong, you know, and to be, be concerned about that, but you can, you could talk about that stuff. You know, you're like, Oh, these people are doing that. You know, like we're, you know, we kind of talked about it. It's like Facebook's doing this and Facebook's doing that. Right. Or Twitter's doing this, whatever. You could talk about that shit all day long, you know, and you'll never run out of, the the drama that is taking place in the world but that isn't uh leading to any like self knowledge you know right it's just leading to like self-destruction you're you're contributing to the problem by continually bringing it up right right um i mean it's important to be aware you know of that what's happening but uh, i think there's a need for a place about healing you know like going in a direction that leads to self-knowledge and self-exploration the the gnosis of an experience versus like um more just pure shit you know right and and we we were thinking about that before any of the shit went down you know the coronavirus or like the drama happening now in the u.s or whatever it's like you know, it's a good thing that we listen to our gut, you know? That's what like, I was saying. I thought that, that yeah. we, we made a good pivot there. We both kind of came to that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, something doesn't feel right, you know? Right. And, and it was where we had, pure, we had pure intentions. We just wanted to connect people, and we thought it was an right. interesting name. Again, there's going to be people that try and um, latch on to the, the more negative things, and that wasn't what we were trying to do. We're trying to bring people together. So I think that... Ultimately, this is a better name. I think the the analogy and the metaphor. Look, initially, I wanted to do like Plato's Cave. Obviously, a million people have done that. That's been taken. You know, there's a million Plato versions of Plato's Cave, Plato Cave, whatever you want, cavern, whatever you. Those were all taken. So, um, and I think that that's been played out. But I think Indra's Web or Indra's Net is something that's still used. I mean, people know about it, but it's 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 less known, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, too, you know. Um, we're trying to connect people together and ideas versus, like, uh, separate and dramatize and stuff like that, you know. Right. So, I mean, it, I think the name worked perfect for what I love the goal it. is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, look, things come together, and you got to listen to your intuition and your gut. And I think if your intentions are pure and good, I think things usually work out if you put the proper, um, you know, you put the proper energy and path and whatever behind it or proper um, uh, direction. So I think that, look, I'm really happy with what's going on. I'm, I like all the categories on there. I like what people have done on there so far. And uh, I look forward to seeing um, where it's going to go. Development. Yeah. 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 I look forward to more people getting on there and seeing what they have to, to say too. Hopefully, you know, I'll continue to learn from other people and hopefully they, you know, they stay open to other people's views there and they can learn too about things they never, never really uh, imagined or thought of before. 
Yeah, and a lot of people just don't know that some of these things are out there. Even science stuff, you know, like science itself is very compartmentalized. So I'm sure that, you know, I've even talked to like certain geologists about certain things and theories and different things and different people on different platforms, Reddit and whatever. And um, some of these people are so focused on just their what they're doing and their scientific method of their experiments or their thought process or whatever that they don't even pay attention to anything else. And I think that... If there was more, you know, cross category or like more of like polymath type thinking, you know, I think that we can kind of get people, we can get the show back on the road and get some of this visionary thinking. Because I think that <clears throat> this slow crawl of advancement is good. Uh, and look at where we are over the past 150 years technology wise. But, you know, nothing big has come out of, like, physics since, like, Einstein, you know, right. theory relative. Like, stack. so I, I'm not saying that we're going to spawn that, but I, I, if people aren't trying to cultivate that, I don't know where that comes from other than just randomly, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say this. Like, uh, I did, when I was in the military, I kind of worked on some of the GPS systems, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like, you, you know your position in 3D space based on you have to have uh, at least three satellites, you know, like, um, positions. So you have to have contact with at least three satellites. And I think the fourth one gives you like uh, speed or something. Anyways, I can't recall that. It's been a while, but the, the point I'm trying to make is like the satellites know their position to each other and you know, their position to the satellites. So, you know, your position in 3d space. Right. But if you're only focused on one satellite you're never going to know like anything. Right. And if you focus only on two, then you're not, you're only going to know like your, a 2d plane you're not going right. to know a 3d space right so you have to have like another one well uh when you're talking about like metaphysics and stuff you're talking about even a higher dimension just possibly in the 3d right right and the point i'm trying to make here is if you just focus on one thing you're never going to really get anywhere you're you're just going to continually dive into that one thing forever and ever and ever and you're really not going to find your position in 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 space where where you are in life you know and what i'm trying to say is like if you explore these multiple aspects of different things and their connection to each other and yourself you start building a model of actually where you are Mm -hmm. and you start seeing reality in a different way it starts curving around you and you actually start seeing your position of where you are in the universe and in your life and where it's going and i think you know like if you open yourself up to that and you can you can really start finding your place um, if you feel lost, you know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, you know, Indra's net um, allows people to, or Indra's web allows people to start finding that, and I, you know, and and learn their place by seeing other things, not just like what they're hyper focused on. Right. No. Good point. That was a good uh, analogy too. Like one of the brainchilds behind it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. DMT World, Mr. Indra's Web. Um, oh, it's sick. I mean, someone was talking in the, I think it was Sandy was asking about the App Store, and I think this uh, this thing only just ha- it has all the room to grow and uh, expand, and I'm very pumped up about it. Yeah, hopefully we can get on the, the App Store here shortly. Um, you know, and if for some weird reason we get banned, there's other ways of getting I mean, this the is app that, on your phone. So, yeah, I mean, look, DMT it. World's on there, so I think that talking yeah. about ancient civilizations and metaphysics probably isn't yeah, the... you're probably you're probably okay for now yeah so. yeah unless they <laughs> unless they have a problem with you not never know, bro, unless they have a problem there's with, always yeah there's always ways around shit so right. you know but to worry about oh also there. i'm wearing one but 
we still have uh, t-shirts available too for anybody that's interested. Uh, just send me an email. We'll figure it out. I'm going to work on getting right on. something on our Patreon too. So maybe for the higher end tiers, you know, if you are a patron for a certain amount of time, you'll get some gear or something like that. But um, I have to get one of those myself. Yeah, oh, we'll, we'll send you we'll one. Send you one. <laughs> yeah, don't even worry about it. Um, you're the, the you're the co-creator of Indra's Web. Yeah. Dot uh, org. So do do you have another like 15, 20 minutes? Do you want to do a Patreon yeah, yeah, with yeah. us? Sure, yeah. All right, let's do a Patreon. So we're going to wrap it up here. What's the title of your book again, and when does it release? Um, the title of the book is uh, Visionary Guide to Lucid Dreaming. Um, you can go to luciddreambook.com uh, or taleaders.com backslash um, luciddreambook. And also you can go to just type in Visionary Guide to Lucid Dreaming um and it'll pop up it's on it's per pre-sale on amazon and through the publisher and everything if you were off my website did you go through inner tradition are you inner traditions yeah nice yeah, yeah. If, shout if out you to go to the inner tradition website so you can find their shit you can find the book there and um and they're they're a good publisher that's why i went with them they do a really good job and they have a great authors on there they publish um, a lot of the psychedelic books a lot of yeah. metaphysics ancient mysteries i mean a lot of the re- researchers and authors we have on are... singly hit the single-handed proponent of the mind escape themselves yeah. yeah they're really they're really helpful people um there so i went with them because because they're just they felt like good people you know mm-hmm. and um but if you go to my website taylors.com you click on uh get the book i think uh, you can pre-order through my website, and you get a signed copy if that matters to you. And you can also get like a necklace that I made specifically for the book, so it's kind of cool uh, token of my appreciation for helping me out. That's a nice touch. Me. I like that. You guys get a free copy, of course. Awesome. Awesome. My man. So yeah, go check out his website, especially taleaders.com. He does a lot more of the lucid dreaming stuff and um, all the metaphysics, you know, that we pretty much talked about on there as well. Um, and then uh, we're going to wrap it up here, but you can head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast for just $2 a month. You can get access to our exclusive guest episodes and segments. Um, so I just released one, like I said, with Jack from trip whip that's up there. Um, so for $10 though, we did do our first secret episode. So I know, you know, it might be a little steep for some people right now, but uh, if you are a fan of the show and you do like what we do, I think uh, these secret episodes is going to be a, a game changer. And uh, the first one we did was with Martin from the Alchemical Mind, and it was a really fun, interesting conversation, a kind of a different side of us than we normally uh, present out there. So check that out. And uh, yeah, we're on Discord. So if you want to chat or you want to know what's coming up, head on over to our Discord. The link's down below. And one more time, indrasweb.org is live. Go sign up right now, indrasweb.org, the social media network for open minds. So we appreciate it. Uh, We love everybody. Thank you, Lee, for joining us. And uh, we're going to do a Patreon with him. So, again, $2 a month will get you access to most of our uh, content on there. That's, you know, but we do have the secret episodes for $10. And, um, we do have some other stuff, some other tiers, so check that out as well. So, Or you can just go to mindescapepodcast.com and make it easy on yourself. Yep. So. All right, we love everybody. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll catch you, you next time. Love you. Peace. Cheers.